We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me right now is Chris Biederman of the Sacramento Bee. And before we get into 49er football, we got to talk about our friends at Lamb Chops. SGLambChops.com. Follow them on Instagram at SGLambChops. It's our favorite clothing brand, the official clothing brand of Candlestick Chronicles. And while you're at their site getting a shirt, a hoodie, shorts, a passport holder, whatever it is, use promo code candlestick20, you get 20% off. And Chris, so we got our we got our new lamp chops hoodie, right? Mm-hmm. I'm at the point, it's August 13th when we're recording this. I'm forcing hoodie season. In the middle of like it was like 85 degrees tonight. I had to run to Target. I was like, that's hoodie weather. Yeah. I just threw a hoodie on. Yeah, the, the girlfriend works late. And uh, and and we we've been taking the dog for some walks late night. And even when it's been as hot as it's been in Sacramento, you can still rock a hoodie late night on the dog walk. And uh, it's super clutch. It's super soft, super comfortable, uh, just extremely high quality like everything else. I was in Disneyland last week and Mm. man, their their shorts with the zippered pockets could not have been better, particularly I got I had the mesh underrated the mesh shorts with the zippered pockets on. And I was, I had my, my pockets were loaded with my keys and my phone and my wallet and all that stuff just zipped up, can go on the rides and my glasses case. Um, Cause you know, I rock, I rock the, uh, the bifocals and, and the sunglasses and I have to switch back and forth. And, um, and just the pocket, the shorts were super clutch. They were, it was hot out there, obviously in, in Southern California and uh, the mesh shorts with the zippered pockets just cannot speak highly enough of those. I hosted a little shindig in my house, a little karaoke shindig. I wore my lamb chop shorts. Man, my my invite must have got lost. Yeah, it must have. <laughs> Shoot, I thought you were coming. We had a space for you. Did you send um, it from, from Nick Wagner's email address? <laughs> <laughs> Inside jokes. Anyways, SG Lamb Chops. The brand's mission, lead the herd with original and high-quality clothing. You just heard from Chris. They check those boxes with authority. They offer one-of-a-kind clothing options from unique statement pieces to everyday essentials. Get both of those things, all of those things, at sglambchops.com today and use promo code CANDLESTICK20 to get 20% off your order. Shout-out to Lamb Chops. The 49ers played a preseason game. They got smoked by the Raiders 34-7. to we're going to talk about some takeaways from that, and we have a giant announcement to make. So let's do that first. Here we go. 
Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. We have an announcement. It's football season, and for the third year in a row, this podcast is sponsored by Cooperage Brewing in Santa Rosa. Come our on. favorite brewery, our favorite beer, of course, is the Candlestick Chronicles Hazy IPA that Cooperage makes and just sells out of um, very quickly. I think they did th- three or four runs last year. And it was just flying off the shelves, flying out of the taps um, in Santa Rosa. So we're very, very happy to to have Cooper's back. Um, and Candlestick Chronicles is going to be made again for the third year in a row. And we're going to have another live event at Cooperage September 23rd. That is a Saturday. That is after two days after the home opener, which is a Thursday night, uh, the 21st. Mm-hmm. against the new york giants the new york football giants the new york football giants and uh it's going to be an awesome time if you've been if you went to the first one it was awesome if you went to last year's it was awesome um we're hoping the fact that it's on saturday will make it a little bit easier for people to come up um, mm-hmm. we had it on a friday and and with so many of the media members um coming up from santa clara it was a little bit difficult but it should be easier doing it on a saturday um so come up to Come up to Santa Rosa, come up, come out to Cooperage, drink some beer, talk some football with us. Um, but we're super thrilled to have Cooperage back in the mix for the third year in a row as an official Candlestick Chronicle sponsor. The beer is amazing. If you've had the beer, you know how amazing it is. Even if you're not a hazy person uh, and you you enjoy craft beer, just the cans themselves just look incredible. They have the candlestick picture. They have um the 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 red and gold the striping the half half the can is a football it's just it's uh it's an amazing thing that amazing collaboration that we were fortunate to come up with a couple years ago and and they're back and we couldn't be more happy about it cooperage is awesome tyler's awesome chuck is awesome or kurt as as some would would call him Mm -hmm. cal's awesome our guy jared is awesome um so shout out to everybody at cooperage in santa rosa and uh we could we couldn't be more happy so Let's get let's get back to this this Niners preseason game. Can I can I talk about Candlestick Chronicles real quick? Sure. The beer, not the podcast. It's it's great because I have people on social and, and I have friends who are who are football fans will send photos of the cans, you know, whether they're at a game tailgating or watching a game, like, yeah, hey, I got my, my football beer. But then I also have friends who couldn't give a rip about sports. And they're like, yeah, this beer's great. I love and they got their football can. I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, man. So for football and can, fans and non-football fans alike. You can go to Cooperage's website and get um get the beer shipped anywhere to in California. We'll let you guys know when the beer is out. Um yeah. I'm it's expected to come out at some point over the next few weeks. We don't have that, we don't have that firm just yet, but when it pops up, we will be sure to let you guys know and how you can get it. Um, they distribute it to, to wherever they sell their beer in the Bay area and particularly in Santa Rosa, obviously at the brewery. 
Um, but if you are not in Santa Rosa or haven't seen it at your local liquor store, uh, go to their website and you can get it delivered. You can get a case delivered. I have buddies in San Diego who get it delivered and send me pictures and talk about how much they love it. So, um, yeah, it's a great beer, man. Um, it's it's just very cool to uh, to partner with with them again. Super psyched. Can't wait. We got a precinct to get through first, though. So let's talk about the first preseason game, a 34-7 loss for the 49ers. Essentially, no starters played. Uh, Isaiah Oliver played. He's expected to start. And outside of that, I don't think any of the team's projected starters were on the field. And it kind of looked like that. It looked like a team that had been doing joint practices in Vegas for a couple days and then had a day off in Vegas and then went out to play a football game that doesn't count. And man, that's a tough watch. (laughs) Yeah, it was like, look, I I think if we just want to zoom out and take a big picture, look at at the 49ers coaches will say, you know, there's, there's a whole lot of competition at the back end of each depth chart for roster spots. And obviously you know, guys have to earn their keep, but the Niners are not a team where there's just like a ton of competition all over the place for roster spots. It's a lot of it is pretty cut and dry. When we do our 53 man roster projections, I like even the one we did last week or the week before that, like, I think we're, they're only going to be maybe two or three or four things we miss, right? It's not, they, they are not a rebuilding team. They are a team with a roster that, is more or less determined, particularly the starting 22 spots, which is why Kyle Shanahan felt comfortable enough to not give any of his starters meaningful reps in this game outside of, like you said, maybe Isaiah Oliver. Um, That being said, like based on what you hear coming out of Vegas from the joint practices and the results of of this game, it's hard to feel like overly encouraged, right? Like it's, Again, and, and and I think it's less about like how good is this team, how good are the backups, and I think it's more about like maybe kind of being in cruise control before getting to the to the start mm-hmm. of the regular season, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, aside from you know, like I I just have a hard time like if you're on that roster, put yourself in the 49ers locker room. And you have Kyle Shanahan openly telling the media that the game matters much less than the two practices mm-hmm. that they had. And then you're suiting up for the game on Sunday in Las Vegas. Who knows, you know, if guys are, if guys, I, I would imagine a fair amount of 49ers players enjoyed themselves Friday night and potentially even Saturday night. George Kittle I mean, was wearing sunglasses indoors today. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, so, you know, it, I don't know that there was a whole lot of intensity brought to this game. Um, and whether that's a good thing or bad thing, or, or I guess the importance of that can, can be up for debate. I personally hate the preseason and think it's just like fans getting lied to about just where teams are at in general. None of um, it matters. <laughs> say it, say it, it again. None, it none of it matters, dude. I'm more or less. You could. It doesn't. You can look like dog shit for three preseason games, 12 quarters. You can look like your team has no idea what it's doing. And then when the regular season starts, if you're good, you're going to be you're you're fine. 
Well, also, like, it's worth remembering the last two years, like 2021, the Niners started out three and five. And last year, mm-hmm. they were four and four. Mm-hmm. Right. And so this well, is our preseason records, though. <laughs> I actually did go back and look. Their preseason records haven't been bad. Um, oh, boy. But... Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not going to go back through it. But um, the Niners are sort of a slow starting team. Mm-hmm. right like september and october has been kind of rough these last two years while ultimately they've still managed to go on deep playoff runs so yeah. the fact that a team that started out four and four last year and then has a quarterback playing who hasn't taken a snap of of actual like tackle football since last september in trey lance and he's playing behind an offensive line that stinks Right. Can we we mm. can we can accurately and objectively say the second string offensive line stinks? Yeah, it's not, it was it was really bad. Not playing with any of the 49ers top skill position guys, obviously not even Juwan Jennings or third receivers out there. I think it was I think it was very telling that the tight ends, Ross Dwelly and Charlie Warner and Troy Fumagalli got targeted so often. Yes. And also, like, Kyle Shanahan is not like, like Kyle Shanahan is not calling plays that like at, like the the level where of, of play calling for Kyle Shanahan in the regular season and preseason is just not comparable, right? So there's also the element of like how many layups are you getting your quarterback and how many great looks are you getting and how uh, how creative are you getting in the running game. Like there are a lot of different things that Kyle Shanahan absolutely does in the regular season to help his quarterbacks out mm-hmm. that he's just not going to put on tape in the preseason. Yeah. And so we, what you're seeing, obviously, like we know about the preseason, we know like none of this matters, but mm-hmm. I think one thing that gets lost is like, there's no game planning. There's no, you know, matchup hunting. Obviously, the starters aren't even playing. Like, so if we're right. gonna if we're gonna judge Trey Lance on like a preseason game where the offensive line stinks, where the play calling super vanilla, where none of the skill guys are out there, then okay, you can go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I don't find that indicative on you know of where Trey Lance is at, um, because frankly, like for somebody who hasn't played. F- tackle football in in almost a year right it's been 11 months like it kind of would have been a surprise to me to see him just light it up and look fully that, in rhythm right so that's it that's my whole thing with trey lance right now is he came in in 2021 and the prevailing thought with trey lance was he needs a bunch of reps he needs to play he's thrown 14 passes since high school or whatever it was so 286 passes or whatever it was since high school he needs to just play. Well, he didn't get that opportunity in year one. And he broke his finger, and then he did play, and he hurt his knee, and it all went to heck in year one. So, okay, here's his opportunity in year two. He's healthy, he gets through his, his training camp, and he breaks his ankle in the first series of week two. Wipes out his second year. And now here he is battling for a backup job, and when he goes and plays, of course it's not going to look much better. We he hasn't gotten a chance to do the things he needed to do that he to get better, and so he looks today on August thirteenth a lot like he did at this point last year. 
where, hey, man, there are some plays where his talent is off the charts and you can see it. I thought he did a couple of really nice improv things today. The one scramble where he ran up through the pocket and then dumped it off to Willie Sneed instead of taking off for, for first down. Like that's a nice little improv play. And you like to see that. Like it showed off his arm strength and the arm talent. You love that and the mobility. Great. But the things like holding on to the ball too long, he took four sacks, but a couple of those were on him. And that's just a matter of, hey, he hasn't seen a lot of NFL speed and a lot of NFL defenses. There was one play, uh, I think it was one of the sacks deep in in their own territory, mm-hmm. where he definitely brought his eyes down and was looking at the pass rush. Mm-hmm. And that is a cardinal sin to Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan has mentioned that. like You have to keep your eyes downfield and not look down to the pass rush and um you know there were there there were apparently a lot of drop snaps in the practices against the Raiders there's talk about you know maybe Trey Lance is not looking all that confident and look like it's understandable but at some point like with Trey Lance and, and we're sort of getting to that inflection point. And I'm I'm not going to overreact to this performance because, like I said, I would have been more surprised if he just came out and balled out given he hadn't played in totally. 11 months and was mm-hmm. given all the circumstances that we mentioned. But we're getting to that point where, like, okay, you, you need to see – you need to see a little bit more competency and just, like, not the things that Kyle Shanahan absolutely hates, like bringing your eyes down and looking at the pass rush while the play mm-hmm. is going and holding on to the ball too long, right? And and I think Trey Lance deserves time to get more comfortable, of course, because, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, when he was a Niners starting quarterback, looked completely different in week one in 2019 when they went to the Super Bowl than he did in November and December. That's a point I always... Yep. I always make about the 49ers just in general. You just look at how the offense plays typically in September and October versus November and December. The entire offense is playing a lot better. And the quarterback play reflects that. Like when everything is working, the quarterback is given a better opportunity to maximize whatever situation he's in in any given play. Yep. Um, and I think Trey Lance could absolutely get there. But what we're seeing now is the earliest part of the process of getting to that point mm-hmm. and it's it looked really ugly on sunday but again it's not all his fault and you just hope that it's not one of those situations where you know he keeps playing behind a bad offensive line and he doesn't have any confidence mm-hmm. um but again like we're talking about the backup quarterback job so ultimately if we're spinning it forward like trey lance is not going to start unless brock purdy gets hurt where Brock mm-hmm. Purdy plays himself out of the lineup, which I don't think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we are talking about is can Trey Lance beat out Sam Darnold? And Sam Darnold did look a little bit more comfortable, and he had that one long strike down the right sideline. But I'm not a dime. It, it was a great a really play. good throw. But again, like I don't. I think what a lot of people do is view Trey Lance as some finished product. Right, like this is what he is. <laughs> this is what and he it's is. Just it's not. And it was never when they drafted him. It was never about oh we're 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 getting this guy. This is what he is, and we're going to um, we're going to win with him playing like mm-hmm. this. Like mm-hmm. it was always a projection. Mm-hmm. And Trey Lance has just had shitty luck, and has never really been able to realize the talent 
because of the injuries, because of Brock Purdy's ascension and all that. And so, like, it's about how he responds and can he respond or is, you know, and I think more likely than not, unless he does take over the starting job at some point this year for whatever reason and plays well and helps him win games, I think this is more than likely Trey Lance's last year with the team because they'll trade him in the offseason when they can get a pick for him. Mm-hmm. Because they're not going to pay ten million dollars to a second or third string quarterback, particularly if he's not right. beating out Sam Darnold this year. Right. Yeah, Darnold looked like a guy who had fifty five NFL starts playing in the third quarter of a preseason game, and Trey Lance looked like a guy looked like a guy with four NFL starts. At that, <clears throat> that's what that looked like. But even and, even like you would say, even with all that experience, the experience advantage that Sam Darnold has, Trey mm-hmm. Lance is a much higher ceiling, right? Right, but that's that's I guess where the question is for the 49ers. I don't think they're going to learn anything new between now and September 3rd or whenever they have to make final cuts. The September 1st, August 31st, whenever it is this year. The day changes. But whenever they have to make final cuts, I don't think anything's going to change for them. I think the question is if Brock Purdy goes down, are you betting on Trey Lance? going in and starting and you can win a couple games with him and he improves and by the fifth or sixth start, he's better than what Sam Donald would give you. Or are you just rocking with Sam Donald knowing, Hey, you know what? This is the known commodity. Maybe the ceiling's not as high, but you know what? The, the ball's going to move. I mean, it's, it's tough because I'm of the belief any of these three quarterbacks could be good enough to win the 49ers games. I agree. Because of Kyle Shanahan, the skill guys, and what we think the defense is, although the defense was not good at all today. I didn't think. Brutal. But again, I'm not judging the defense that didn't have Nick Bosa. And obviously Nick Bosa's absence is, is problematic because he's still dealing with his the contract negotiations, and we haven't heard about any movement on that. Um, but, you know, I thought Javon Kinlaw looked okay today. Cleveland Furl had a sack. The, but, like, I... the Niners got whooped on the on the line of scrimmage on both sides today. Just completely whooped. On the Javon Kinlaw point, Javon Kinlaw's game was a really good, I think, example of what preseason and game planning can do. Because there were two or three reps where Javon Kinlaw had just carried his offensive lineman into the backfield, like three or four yards of the backfield. And then the running back just runs by him because there's no there's no right like rhyme or reason to it. It's line up and go play. It's line up and try and get the guy with the ball. And I thought Kinlaw several times today was like, man, that was a really good rep. He didn't make a play. But he at least moved the... He didn't get stonewalled at the line of scrimmage, which is a step in the right direction for him. Yeah. I mean, there's... There's a dramatic drop-off between Nick Bosa and Fred Warner and Marcelino McCrary ball. And yeah, I thought MMB was know. good today, bro. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Like, the the Niners... The Niners' backups, like... On the defensive side, I think definitely have some work to do, particularly in the trenches. Um, I just like I I do think they have depth there, but it's just 
it's a little disconcerting when you just get moved around like that. And I, and I'm not even talking about Sunday so much as as what you hear about in in you know from the practices. Mm-hmm. And maybe this was just you know because I I rewatched the game afterwards from the Raiders broadcast on on NFL Plus. Yeah, just grind it, grind it in the lab, no big deal. And uh, <laughs> and the Raiders announcers were talking about how. In the trenches, they won both the practices. They thought, which was an interesting, mm. an interesting spin. Obviously, like you know, they're they're gonna paint a certain picture because they are Raiders employees. But um, I just thought that was an interesting thing to say because you know when we talk about the 49ers, I think one of the things we obviously know the defensive line is really good, but one of the things that we typically just expect of them is to just win the line of scrimmage. Sure. Like on sure. both sides, even if even if I wonder, I wonder a little bit if some of the and maybe you're right, maybe that depth just isn't isn't very good, which wouldn't surprise me. But I also wonder a little bit how much of it is a harping on don't get hurt, and so that intensity is just ratcheted down a little bit because they're harping so much on get to week one, get to week one, get to week one. Oh, you have a hamstring tweak, you're out for two weeks. Oh, you have a hip thing, you're out. You know, it's the focus is so heavily on week one and beyond that I kind of wonder if that intensity is ratcheted way down, which I think was a point you were making earlier. Yeah, I mean, so the preseason is just dramatically different too because in the regular season, like, your practices are not intense. Your practices are basically installations right like Mm -hmm. you're working on plays and game planning and all that stuff whereas in august you're like having really hard practices even days ahead of these games right thursday Mm -hmm. and friday were were difficult practices and i know a lot Mm -hmm. of the guys who practice on friday were starters and didn't play on sunday but the point stands in that like during the week, during the regular season, it's all about like getting your body right, recovering and installing stuff for the game on Sunday and preparing everything for the game on Sunday. Whereas mm-hmm. in August, these guys are practicing like I got to get better right now and like playing mm-hmm. football like three, four days that week before the game. And it's like actual intense football, even though obviously there's no tackling, but it's <laughs> It would be way more difficult if you're like a fringe roster guy to be like practicing really hard, fighting during practice to make the team and then to have to go play a game a few days later. Mm. Whereas during the regular season, your week is like ice baths and massages and, you know, game planning. Right. Less than conditioning and thudding up and all that stuff. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, Chris. We're going to talk about our favorite brand, Lamb Chops. SGLambchops.com. You can follow them on Instagram, at SGLambchops. They're a Minnesota-based fashion brand founded in 2012. And they are now our favorite brand, the official brand of Candlestick Chronicles. Comfort, quality, style. Check, check, check. Those three boxes, if those are the things you're looking for in your clothing, um, mm-hmm. can't recommend lamb chops enough. I'm wearing a pair of mesh shorts right now. They're yeah. extremely comfortable, What's extremely the stylish. Uh, these are the these are the werewolves. Um, Where, I think they're just regular wolves. Well, they're wolves. I mean, they look like. People. Do you believe those wolves transform into people? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're no, you're right. Maybe they do. <laughs> I mean, we don't know that they don't. Yeah, you can't prove that they're not that. <laughs> we'll um, have to ask. We'll have to ask our guys. But it's just regular wolves. Okay, fair enough. Um, extremely comfortable, high quality. I've I've worn them, warm to Disneyland. The zippered pockets on the shorts, the best. phenomenal. The best. The joggers, phenomenal. The, the hoodies, phenomenal. Great. It's all great stuff. Yeah, they got t-shirts, hoodies, shorts. Any season, Lamb Chops has got something for you, whether you want the loud and flashy, whether you're more into the understated styles, Lamb Chops is going to have something for you. So go to sglambchops.com right now and use promo code CANDLESTICK20 to get 20% off your order to check out some of those styles when they are released. Follow them on Instagram at SGLambChops. The brand emphasizes attention to detail and premium quality that's reflected in the Lamb Chops brand cleaver logo and custom cut and fit for each piece. The brand's mission is to lead the herd with original and high-quality clothing. Check and check. They offer one-of-a-kind clothing options from unique statement pieces to everyday essentials. Use promo code CANDLESTICK20 at LambChops.com today. Hey, speaking of backups who struggled today, Jake Moody, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Niners rested 23 of their starters, <laughs> including Zane Gonzalez. <laughs> no, yeah, Jake man. Moody, yikes, man. Oof. I don't really have any takes on this. I do. Other I than, do. Other than I... it's a bad start. and But, I mean, he the whole thing is he needs to be good. You draft a kicker in the third round saying he's the best kicker That's in it. the draft. That's it. Like, he has to be good. So, him missing kicks is just broadening the spotlight or brightening the spotlight on him here's which is not me. what you want here's in what August. worries me here's what worries me he went his first kick was from 40 and he pulled it way left that thing had no chance it was never going to be good it was never like, oh just missed. he pulled it way left and then his next kick i don't begrudge you if you miss from 58 that's a bomb i get it but it wasn't like a little bit right or a little bit left he then massively pushed it right another kick that had no chance you don't love as as much of a golfer as you are you don't love the two-way miss 
bro, I related big time. <laughs> big time. Oh, I hooked it. I'm going to get this bad boy back in the fairway. Nope. Shankopotamus. I'm in the next fairway over to the right. Been there. Who among us? But I didn't get drafted in the third round to play golf. Like This is... <laughs> This is a, I don't, again, it's preseason. It doesn't matter. I get it. I know it. But as in terms of potential problems with the 49ers of all the things that happened on Sunday between Cameron Latu's fumble and Trey Lance's near interceptions and Isaiah Oliver getting cooked by Keelan Cole, the, none of that to me is on the table. It's like, what, Jake Moody missing those two field goals in the manner that he missed them is something that I'm circling and watching very close the rest of the way. Because yeah. Kyle Shanahan can say after the game, he can say, ah, he carried himself well. I'm not worried about it. He's fine. You know, it was fun to call a 58 yard field goal, a little shade at Robbie Gold. That was wild. But <laughs> yeah, he's backing his kicker now. But what happens if he goes 0 for 2 in their next game? And now he hasn't made a field goal in two games. Are they going to keep going? Eh, it's jitters. Like, you think it's going to be easier when the regular season starts? Just so I'm carrying not... two kickers on the regular season roster. Would you put it <laughs> past them? We feel we have two kickers we can win with. Four quarterbacks, be... two kickers. It would be so funny if like the Elijah Mitchell, Juwan Jennings thing happened with the kicker situation where you like you draft Jalen Hurd, but Juwan Jennings ends up being the more useful player. Oh, drafted yeah, yeah. a few that <laughs> drafted in the later rounds, or you draft Trey Sermon, and you in the third round you draft Elijah Mitchell in the sixth or seventh. Yeah. Was it? he was a six sixth. Or sixth, and then Elijah Mitchell ends up being the dude and cuts. A, if that happens with Zane Gonzalez and Jake Moody, who they they pick swapped <laughs> seventh round picks in a draft three years from now to acquire Zane Gonzalez, yeah. I, it's look, I, I don't want to make it I, I don't have any kicker takes. I will I'll it's make just a... he's just got to be good he's got to be good and you cannot be encouraged by him missing my missing kicks pro- and maybe thing. maybe here's he makes thing. 90% of his kicks during the season sure. and we look back at this at laugh it. it's possible mm-hmm. totally. but it's 100%. not the start you want the two-way miss I you make a really good point because as somebody who like deals with the two-way miss on the golf course it's a lot more difficult to like step up to the tee and hit a shot when you have two way misses in in the back of your head, as opposed Mm. to like just knowing like, okay, my miss is right. If I aim a little bit left, then maybe I'll get it towards the middle of the fairway. Yeah. Like when you're missing both ways, that's, that's a much more difficult thing to overcome in your head. Yeah. It's like I said, I'm not saying cut him because he's never going to make a field goal, but it's definitely of all the things that's like, Oh, this might be a problem. That's the one. That's definitely the one for me. Particularly, like, they're a team that plays, like, defense and field position and, mm-hmm. like, relies heavily on its kicker to make right. kicks. That's why they paid Robbie Gold $7 million a year or whatever it was to just be reliable. Yeah. Yikes, man. His kickoffs were solid, though. Greg love Papa see, and T-Rock love, were letting us know. Love to see that. Yeah. Boy. I don't know what's okay. Scale of one to ten, what's your concern level with Trey Lance? What, what do you mean concern? Are you concerned? Not, no. I didn't learn anything today. 
Yeah, me neither. He looked how he looked, like I said, about this time of last year. Every Trey Lance take is the same as it was a year ago. He needs to play still before I'm ready. I still believe in Trey Lance, and I think that wherever he goes and gets a chance to play, I think he's going to be a good player. But it might be half a dozen, 8, 10, 12 starts before we kind of start to see that. And the 49ers are clearly not in a place where they're going to let him struggle through that. And that's kind of where it's at for me. I'm not calling him a bust. I'm also not saying get him fitted for a gold jacket. Yeah, I mean, so I'm just going back through like Justin Fields rookie season. Because that's probably who like he compares to or people are going to compare him to the most just because the same draft class Niners could have taken Justin Fields. I know a lot of fans wanted them to take Justin Fields. A lot of people are like very optimistic about Justin Fields based on how last season went, right? Like mm-hmm. his second season as a starter took a lot of strides, but like a lot of that is a product of just getting reps. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields first nine games, including eight starts, 58% of his passes completed. 68.6 quarterback rating, which is just awful. Four touchdowns, eight, eight picks. Right? Like 5.46 adjusted yards per attempt, which in which factors in sacks. Mm-hmm. Really bad over a nine-game sample. Mm-hmm. Trey Lance is still at four, but what Justin Fields got was more reps and more time to actually play because he was on a bad team that could afford to give their young quarterback reps. Whereas Trey Lance is on a team where like, man, we got to win right now. Mm -hmm. And And you saw the light bulb come on for fields a little bit last year from the standpoint of the game slowing down and seeing defenses. He didn't become a great thrower overnight, but he started running the hell out of the ball and figuring out how to impact games. Yeah. And, and like, ultimately that's what Trey Lance needs. It's just like a full season. And then we could be like, okay, he played a full season. Now we can determine whether or not this dude is good. There's not going to be any sort of like small sample size or one game where I'm going to be like, oh, this guy sucks or all oh, this guy's great. Trey Lance has four career stars. And you remember like when Justin Fields was a rookie and he was playing, everyone's like, God, this looks bad. Right. This guy might really stink. Yeah. Like he, he and then last year, it looks a hell of a lot better because of all the playing time he got. And now people are pegging him as like a, the next potential star. Meanwhile, he's still I'm, five and 20. Or his team, I'm Bears it, are five and 20 in his starts. Because I'm calling it. Stat. Yeah. The, the Bears have been just god awful, though. The, mm, the thing for me, I think it's eight starts. I need about half a season in a row of Lance. And again, that's not to say he it would be a finished product, but that's where I would be thinking, okay, get, there has to be an improvement here. There has to be some some strides. Yeah, and he might never get it. And so it, like at least not with San Francisco, yeah. There's so much there there's so much hand-wringing and and people letting everyone else know of their opinions on social media and stuff. And my my pushback would be, how could any of us know if Trey Lance is good? 
you know what I will I will say this. He's not good right now. If your take is that if the Niners needed to win a Super Bowl with Trey Lance playing exactly how he played today, they wouldn't. But that you said it earlier. They did not take him with the idea of, oh, this is just who he is forever and ever. They think there's a better quarterback in there. And I think they still think that. It's just their timelines don't add up. And maybe they're forced to put him in because of injury and availability. Which also highlights how crazy it is that Brock Purdy played as well as he did as a rookie last year. It turns out playing football in college matters. But again, I'll I'll go back to the idea of just the offense overall looking a hell of a lot better in November and December than it does in August and September. Yeah, especially that's typical of a Shanahan team. And then you add in the Christian McCaffrey factor. Yes. Yeah, I think. I think exactly the same thing about their quarterback situation today that I thought coming in. I I personally would make Lance the backup and you get him in there. And if he's a disaster through four starts and your season's slipping away, then okay, you bench him and he's done. But I would rather figure that out than put Sam Darnold in there and lose on Sam Darnold's right arm and then trade Trey Lance and have him turn into something elsewhere. But this team is so hyper-focused on the urgency of this year that I think they're going to wind up going with Lance because for the same reason they're going with Purdy. Just kind of, hey, this is the known commodity. You think Lance is a known commodity? Not Sam? No, I think, I think, no, I think Sam is. Oh, Sam. Okay. You said, you said, I called him Sam. That was weird. I think Darnold is sorry. Lance is, is still an unknown. And that's again, not dragging the kid. That's just kind of where he's at. And the kid, I think that's how the Niners will view it. I don't feel it that way, but that's, you know. Yeah. Uh, so podcaster. Saturday, the, their next preseason game is Saturday against the Broncos. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine Kyle Shanahan will talk about it during his phone call with reporters on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think Brock Purdy would get a series or two in that game. And my guess would be Sam Darnold is the first quarterback in. Um. And maybe yep. Lance starts the, the preseason finale or Lance would be ahead of Darnold in the preseason finale against the Chargers to get him reps. But like, I'm very much of the mind like, yeah, you can you can look at these preseason games and, and take things away. But like, they're just the circumstances for the quarterbacks in particular are so different yeah, than what they would be in the regular season that it's really hard for me to draw any conclusions that I feel really comfortable. About. An interesting, an interesting, an interesting thing that kind of gives some insight into how these, these games are going to be evaluated. I thought the touchdown pass <laughs> to Dwelly kind of when that play first happened, it looked like Trey Lance just missed the open guy and got the ball out late and let the defender come over. But Kyle Shanahan after the game was like, that was his last read. And I'm glad that he saw it. And I'm glad that he let it rip. You know, you'd like it to be up the field a little more, but the defender made a great play and da, 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 da. That's so different than how I first viewed that play. And so 
maybe Shanahan's just making that up on the on the fly. Yeah, I don't know how much I'm buying Shanahan's reaction to that play. I'm buying it a little bit. Okay. Yeah, and I mean he's, he's generally not, pretty but, but, okay, pretty but, frank but, when it comes to that stuff. So I don't know. Right. But to to make even if whether he's being truthful about that or not, that just shows let's say he is. The results of plays are not Lance holding the ball too long. Like that's going to be a problem that is a Trey Lance thing. And you'd hope that Kyle Shanahan goes to him and is like, dude, that first third down where he pump faked super hard and took a sack, let that rip. Like he has to just get rid of the football. And that's the kind of thing that can improve from one game to the next. You mentioned dropping his eyes, looking at the rush. That's one thing that can improve that can improve from one game to the next. And uh, theoretically, like these are things he can get better at in small ways that the coaching staff is going to use to evaluate him more than, you know, oh, he missed that one throw to Dwelly in the flat. You know, there's so much that goes into it that I just think it's tough to to watch TV copy and make worse firm declarations. Yeah, I I just I, I think the the real like tragedy in all of this is the way it's looking. And this isn't necessarily about Sunday. It's bigger picture. But mm-hmm. the Niners will have made that trade to go up and draft Trey Lance. And more than likely, he's never going to get the opportunity to like show if he's good or if he's capable of winning here. Yeah, that injury last year was brutal. Yeah. And that that sucks. That sucks for him. I think he's a good dude. I still believe in his potential, particularly mm-hmm. with Kyle Shanahan and this group of of players that would be around him. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, barring anything unforeseen with Brock Purdy, I just don't know that Trey Lance is even going to get the opportunity to develop here in a way where he can like got get what Justin Fields got, which is like two seasons of like seasoning and like mm-hmm. in-game reps because the bears are just at a completely different place organizationally than the 49ers who are like trying to win a super bowl right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and we'll see, I mean, we'll, we're, we've spent so much time talking about Trey Lance and it's like, he's not even the starting quarterback. He's probably going to be the third string quarterback. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. we'll see. I don't know. I don't have a good feel for it right now, but I, that, that wouldn't surprise me at all. The way Darnold just kind of was just out there just doing stuff. And just look comfortable. I could just absolutely see Shanahan deciding, okay, I know what I'm getting there. Yeah. And it's a raw I deal for it, Trey, man. He just needs they just need to do, like but... trade him to the Falcons where they can just make him the starter and have a run heavy offense. And the I so for the Falcons specifically, I think the best thing that could happen for Trey Lance this year is Desmond Ritter stinks. Pretty decent chance of that happening. I'm not a big Desmond Ritter guy. I do rock with the city of Cincinnati, though. Cincinnati Bearcats, very dope. Joe Burrow, great guy. Cincinnati is an underrated great American city. ballpark. Amazing. It's just, it's just an underrated city. Honestly, I agree. Everything they do, like all their gear for all their teams, is cool. Mm. The big red machine, George Foster. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The Bengals have had an awful aesthetic for a long time, but it's gotten a little bit you better. Think so? 
I mean, my high school colors were orange and black, so like, you know, Santa Rosa, Santa Rosa Panthers, obviously. Um, <laughs> so I'm partial to the colorway, but uh, but just over the years, don't think it's been executed super well in Cincinnati. It's gotten better when they refresh the uniforms a couple years ago, mm-hmm. but overall, the Bengals aesthetic has not been not been good. Okay, I know. I'm going to go through my stock up, stock down real quick. And you tell me just real quick, rapid fire. Okay. If you're in or out on the idea. Stock up, Ronnie Bell. Go blue. Yeah. Yeah. I Ronnie think he was stock up. His, his, his jet sweep was really impressive. He broke two or three tackles and turned it into a 15-yard gain when there wasn't a lot. Wasn't a lot of yardage to be had. He created yards there. I just don't. I don't know if Ronnie Bell's good, but I the thing that's like the reason why stock is up is they don't really have anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Like who, but who he else just, are you throwing? He affected the game in more ways than I thought he was going to be able to. Yeah. Like that's that's what you want your fifth or sixth receiver to look like. Yeah. Yeah. And he can apparently return kicks if needed. Yeah. Uh stock down, Cameron Lalatu. That was tough. Third round pick. Like, do you remember George Kittle's rookie year? And obviously George Visual. Kittle's like a star. George Kittle was like flashing big time in his first preseason. He was good. He was like, he had a touchdown against, I want to say it was the Broncos in his first preseason where he got the ball and started long one up the left sideline, the yards after catch thing. And you're like, wow, this guy might be a monster. Yeah. Um, we're not seeing those signs from cam Latu yet. No, not a finished product, but it's not looking great. It's tough that a, he was involved in two illegal formation penalties. Yeah. Not sure if it's on him or if it was on Tay Martin, but still not a great look. And then all you've heard about him in practice is him dropping footballs. And then he catches his only target and immediately fumbles it. That's not not good for the third round pick. What you want? Stock up. I got Sam Darnold. He looked better than I thought he was going to today. He made some really nice throws. I had I'm not I don't have any Sam Darnold takes. I got stock down Trey Lance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fine. Here's the, here's the Paul, Paul Gutierrez, friend of the show, Paul Gutierrez of ESPN. They're they're NFL Nation B writer. Um, I guess also a cast member. Um, mm. He tweeted out that Trey Lance was pressured on 47% of his drop. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I understand that like Trey Lance didn't play well and that Obviously, there are concerns, particularly if he's bringing his eyes down and looking at the pass rushers in front of him instead of keeping his eyes downfield. Mm-hmm. But like, I just can't realistically gauge Trey Lance when he's under duress like that. Okay, so stock with, flat with with that group of skill position. But yeah, stock okay. flat. Stock is Did you, here's the for me. the the I'm gonna say the quiet part out loud. When you're writing about the 49ers, you have to include the quarterbacks, or nobody's gonna click on your shit. Yeah, so. That's where that's at. Sorry, guys. And uh, talk about something else. Like I would, but this is what people click on. Uh, stock up. I got Marcelino McCurry ball. I thought he was impressive today. Thought he had some thump. You think he's better than Oren Burks? I need to see more from Oren Burks. Probably not. But I think MMB did enough to make to to push for a roster spot today. Yeah, I I think uh, I think McCurry ball is a good shot to make the team. I do too. Stock down, Jake Moody. You got to make your kicks, dog. Yeah. 
don't don't have a two-way miss in your first ever NFL game. Not great. Good. Tough look for my guy. Stock up, Chris Conley. Out of nowhere. Sure. He and Ronnie Bell, the only wide receivers that did anything. Who yeah, I don't is Chris Conley making the team? Have you seen his spider graph? I'm not Boy, counting him by. out. I'm not I'm not counting him out. I Stock remember down. I re- hold on. I remember Chris Connolly coming out and I was like, oh yeah, super athletic guy. I wonder if the Niners will be interested. Do you know how long he's been in the league for? He's been in the league like nine years now. Yeah, nine years. He, he's been in the league forever. I and never been productive. I feel so old when I was like, oh, I remember Chris Connolly coming out, Georgia, like freak athlete. You know, big spark guy. <laughs> nine years ago. Going on. Yeah, man. Time flies. Bananas. Stock down the entire backup offensive line. I didn't have high hopes. The stock was not high, and it's still dipped. That was brutal. And it's particularly against the Raiders team. And I don't. I'm. I have. I have done zero research on the Raiders backups. Mm-hmm. But the Raiders have not been known for having a good front seven like forever. Yeah, and they just like basically since today. Khalil Mack was on the team, right? Yeah. Like, and they just went to town, dude. Yeah. Pressured Trey Lance on 47% of his dropbacks. Not great, coach. Stock up, health. Niners got through the game healthy. Some would say that's the most important stat of the uh of the entire afternoon. Do you know what the best ability is, Chris? <laughs> is it availability, Kyle? It sure as hell is. Stock down. Isaiah Oliver, my man. You can't be out here getting worked on by Keelan Cole. Okay, was that stock down? Down. Was he playing an inside leverage and just got the wrong route? And like, could it have been a bad call? I think it's that route, or was he just was he just dusted that poorly? Because it looked like he was playing inside leverage. Like the call was like cover the inside, cover the slant. Sure, and they ran an out on him. I don't know. There were just a lot of times where his receiver caught the ball. Sure. It's fine. I'm not out on Isaiah Oliver. It's just, hey, you'd like to see, you'd like to see a little better from the only starter in the in the lineup. And then stock oh. up, Ambry Thomas. I thought Ambry Thomas had a nice little game today. A couple pass breakups, good fourth down stop. Yeah. Shout out to our guy Ambry. Go blue. You you love your Wolverines. Dude. I thought about going to Michigan, so it's you know. Like I heard there. I actually I'm I'm not gonna say this because I, I need to go back and check the tape. Oh the tease. <laughs> oh, that's all I got. That's all I got for today. I have nothing else to say about this preseason game. This has already gone on too long. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Ultimately, the big takeaway is let's let's not freak out too much about a game where zero starters played football. That happened to be in Las Vegas, that happened to come after a couple relatively grueling practices. I if they stink against the Steelers. <laughs> if they won. stink, then yeah, let's have a conversation. Yeah. Anyways, but until thanks then, everybody. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll have more 49ers takes for you midweek as they prepare for their second preseason game against the Denver Broncos. Chargers? Broncos. Broncos Saturday. Broncos Saturday. Can't wait to get you fired up for that one. Chargers. Chargers Friday the 25th. 
Shout out Lamb Chops. Shout out Cooperage. Shout out to you, the listener. Thank you. See you next time.